Hello and welcome to episode one of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community, and today's guest is the wonderfully talented Heather Dickinson. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more podcast providers. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help us get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Heather's true story about making stuff up. Now let's welcome to the Liverpool Comedy Improv cast the wonderful Heather Dickinson. Hello. Hello, Heather. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. You're very welcome. Great to be here. So the point of this podcast is to talk about all things improv and then all things life. So we're going to jump straight in and I'm going to be talking to you about your improv journey. So the first thing I want to know is, how did you get involved with Liverpool Comedy Improv? Well, I um, had kind of always done sort of community theatre um, since I was a teenager from, yeah, I mean, in all sorts of ways, really, just through um, youth theatre onwards, done all sorts of stuff. And many years ago, probably in youth theatre, I'd had experience of improv, which partly, probably because I was a self-conscious teenager, and partly because I don't think it was particularly well run, it just like freaked me out. And I thought, oh God, that's awful. (laughs) Then um, I actually started a a couple of years ago, I did a couple of courses at Merseyside Academy of Drama. Okay. Um, and Emma Bird actually stood in for, she wasn't running the course, but she stood in for one of the sessions when the person was otherwise engaged or whatever. So she came in and, and um, I got chatting to her. She did some improv exercises with us as a warm up. Absolutely loved it. And then they did improvisation at Merseyside Academy of Drama. Emma ran that class. So from just her stepping into one of the acting classes I was in, I thought, oh, I might give that a go. I was really scared. Went along to watch a performance she did with her previous class and thought, how the hell do they do that? Okay, (laughs) I'm going to give it a go. So um, I went along uh, to, to that course in Merseyside Academy of Drama and then, obviously, then got to know Emma through that and found out about Liverpool Comedy Improv and uh, started going along there. Um, i say probably, I don't know. Well, I'd, I'd only, yeah, I'd only started going along there a couple of months before lockdown, actually. Okay. Um, I'd done a couple of her improv courses at, at Merseyside Academy of Drama, then got very into Liverpool Comedy Improv, and I'd only done... a. F- as I say, a couple of months really before lockdown, um, which I was really fed up about because I just got really engaged with it. And then yeah. it all went online and Liverpool Comedy Improv became <laughs> became my life, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of us in that situation. Uh, Absolutely. So just thinking about your improv, how would you describe your improv style? <sighs> Do you know, I, I wouldn't say I'd got a style. Yeah, I think I'm still learning. Okay. Um, you know, being at Liverpool Comedy Improv, obviously I've been working quite a lot with the same people. Um, other people come and go. There's been a core of the same people. So I've been really, you know, enjoying the the short form 
um, that we've done, then developing into long form, blah, blah, blah. then I've gone on and done other courses elsewhere, and I'm learning other techniques, and I'm learning other sort of um, ways of doing improv, if you like, and then I come back to Liverpool Comedy Improv, which is always like coming <laughs> home, really. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say I got a style, whatever that is yet. I think it's probably too early for me to say okay. what a style is. I think... I think for me it's about I love the comedy stuff I'm also learning through Liverpool Comedy Improv and Emma and as I say I've done other courses that I've started to do more kind of serious improv as well and I'm enjoying all aspects of that um, I've particularly enjoyed things like that various teachers use including Emma very much so is using the camera using your voice using the space that you're in which has obviously been a big developing thing in zoom so if i'm focusing on anything at the moment i think it's that whether it be comedy or serious it's focusing on just not being still and using the camera and using your space in a different way um if any of that makes sense that's where i'm at so i'm kind of still still learning and still honing what what do i like best and where where am i going with this yeah, I'm sure that uh, rings true to lots of people that are listening. Uh, I think lots of people are pretty much in the same position. And making that switch to online improv, although it's been great, it, it's it's a whole different animal. It's, it's a different way of improvising, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the big things to me that I have to get used to is seeing myself. You know, yeah. when you're in a room improvising with people, you're not, you don't know what, you look like well you know you're trying. <laughs> obviously you're using your expressions you're using your body you're using the space but you're not looking at yourself yeah and that's a big thing in in zoom which can be a bit of a hindrance because you're thinking oh you yeah. <laughs> know like the way i look today but equally it can be good because you can really look at how you are yeah using expression and using the space so i think it's got pluses and minuses it's very very different but i think when we do go back to in person i really hope that we keep online as well because I think online to me isn't just a, a substitute anymore you know a kind of second yeah. best it's something in itself and there's things that you can do in zoom that you maybe can't do as effectively in person so it's 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 an art in itself is what I'm saying I think oh yeah totally I, I think it's gonna be around for the foreseeable future even if we can get back to in-person improv, I think that Zoom prov, as it's been called by some, is just going to stick around because it's a great way for people to connect more than anything else. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's connected people, particularly, obviously, during this last, what, nearly 12 months now? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it really, really has. But it's also meant we can play with people from far and wide, you know, from all around the world and access teachers and courses that, you know, we otherwise wouldn't. And it's amazing when we're in Liverpool Comedy Improv, when people from all over the world join us in Liverpool, you know, it's, it's, it's just a fantastic feeling that we can do that. So, you know, it's connecting people. It means we can go far and wide. And it's, as I say, it's, it's an art in itself. So yeah, absolutely. I hope, you know, yeah. keep this as well as as well as in person. I can't wait to get back in person as well. <laughs> that's that's another 
yeah, that's that's a different sort of way of doing it. And the two obviously are combined and share a lot, but they also have differences. And if you miss, I'd miss online. I miss in person now. So you mentioned earlier the classes that you've been doing and the more serious side of improv and the long form and things like that. Were you aware of that side of improv before lockdown? Not at all. I did not have a clue. Um, I mean, to be fair, I was still sort of quite new to it in some ways. But um, so maybe I would have found some of that out, obviously, in, in time. Um, and obviously Amazon kind of encompassing and wants people to, to reach out and try different things. But no, I didn't have a clue. Um, and then I think it was in one class where we were playing a kind of rhyming game or something. And Emma said, I think you might enjoy musical improv. So yeah. she gave me details on, you know, doing, doing musical improv. So I went and I did that. And then through doing that, I made links with some other people that led into other courses and it just sort of took off. And do you think over the course of the year, was there a moment where it was kind of like a penny drop moment where you thought, oh, actually, yeah, I really get this and this is really for me? <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> the penny to drop. What's this all about? <laughs> um. Do you know, I think, and I, I still remember my first Liverpool Comedy Improv online session and I was sat there on my seat, mm-hmm. never used Zoom before, and then I saw a little notice, hi Heather, I know you're waiting, I'll let you in soon, Emma. I was like, oh, you know, just <laughs> what's going to happen? Um, and I think from that moment, it was just sitting on the couch, what's going to happen, it's fun. And then it was kind of like... I wouldn't say there was one definite moment when it was like, ah, but gradually it's kind of okay. I kind of, things like I get that I'd, Emma's always said, you know, you don't try to be funny, it just happens. And I've kind of got that in person, although obviously we all still have the inner voice critics sometimes. (laughs) But when it was on Zoom, it suddenly felt, oh my gosh, because we have only got this little space here. It almost felt a little bit more, pressured but as time went on on zoom it began to feel no hang on there's all sorts of things we can do here it's not just sitting on the couch and having to be funny because we you know we can get up we can move and all that (laughs) you know as Emma started to introduce that we can still get up we can still move we can still use our expressions and our bodies um that that was a yeah that was really important that development and then going off and, and discovering a whole new world and realising that, you know, different improv teachers will have, like you were talking about styles before, will have a different way of teaching, will have different sort of philosophies, will have, yeah, will, will give you different ideas. And I think for me, what you said before was really important, you know, what's your style? I'm saying I don't know yet yeah. because I'm soaking up what different people are saying. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I really get that. Gosh, Yeah. I like that and oh, I'm not sure about that and I don't know and is it because I don't understand it or is it because I just don't particularly like that aspect you know and I'm still yeah. soaking all that up so yeah absolutely I have moments where I think yeah, I, really, I really like that or not so sure but to me it's been more of a drip 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 than a sudden whoa yeah. get that uh-huh. it's been yeah it's been kind uh, of excellent. yeah it's a good way to look at it uh, so what would you say improv means to you? 
Do you know, I could answer that in, in two ways. And one is in general and one is for the last year, I guess. Yeah. Um, for the last year, it's it's been to me a massive amount. It's meant to me sort of connections, keeping me going, giving me um, something that to feel really good about, something incredibly good that's come out of something so awful this year. Um, the connections, the friendships, the, the, the contacts that I think we'll make for life. And all that isn't just about improv, as in being in scenes. That's about what goes with improv. Because I think by the nature of improv, being there for your partner, yes, anding, being in the moment, you know, is all is all around us as well, if that makes sense. It's not just in the scenes. So it's yeah, kind of been yeah, totally. for the last year of being there for each other and appreciating where each other is at and those connections we've made are are incredible. Um, as well as on a on a wider scale, whether it's during lockdown or whether it's before this whole awful thing started, um, for the first year or so I was doing it before this started, it's about. <laughs> It's about fun. It's about confidence. It's about engagement. It's about escape. Yeah. It, it's, it's about, it's changed my life. You know, doing improv, learning improv has just, has just changed my life. So on a much wider scale, whether we're in lockdown or whether we're not, whether life's back to normal, whatever that is or not, on a wider scale, it's, it, yeah, it's just about all of those things. It's just, yeah, it's some of it's hard to put into words. It just gives me a buzz and a real sense of excitement, like nothing else, really. And I think the first time you do it, you mentioned before your first time on Zoom, and everyone goes through it their first time in real life as well. It can be yeah. pretty nerve wracking. So, what <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody that was wanting to get into improv? Just. You know, I've, I've thought it's be fun. It's just kind of, what can you lose? Just go for it. You know, if you go and you really hate it, you've spent an hour or two of your life that you think, no, I'm not doing that. I don't think you will feel like that because I don't know anybody that's gone to do it really that hasn't liked it. I've met a lot of people who say, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, but they haven't experienced it. I think once people do. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of they get it and they enjoy it but you've got you've got nothing to lose really um and i think i think you've got to be prepared to just get in there and enjoy enjoy yourself you know I, it's as simple as that really and i i think the word community really applies to improv because i remember my first session when i turned up and everyone was just so friendly from the moment i walked yeah. through the door and then you can see the improv community online it's just a positive place to be absolutely and that comes back to what i was saying before about you know it's been particularly apparent during lockdown you know people uh, contact each other outside of it to check up on each other and all of that but that was happening in person as well as you said you know that when you walk in I think you know by the very nature of improv if anybody's there to be you know the big sort of actor look at me I'm the yeah. best 
then I think it self-regulates because you're not going to last in improv if you go in thinking that. You know, you go in knowing that everybody's there for you, but you are there for everybody else. You're not top dog in this. You know, I love the philosophy that you're there to make other people look good. They're there to make you look, you know, that community about doing improv but outside of improv as well i think by the as i said before by the nature that in improv we are there for each other that definitely lends itself automatically to you know to how we care about each other outside improv oh definitely definitely so to change the tone ever so slightly uh i'm going to ask you this i'm going to ask you do you have a go-to joke if you're in a scene and you need something funny, do you have something you can pull out your hat? And that is, yes, that's my go-to joke. No. <laughs> no absolutely not. I think I kind of, I got to the point where I would, I would sometimes have a few thoughts or comments or think, oh, if I get stuck, I can say this or that. And I think one of the things I learned and, and maybe answers your other question as well, what about people that are thinking of doing improv, is you've got to let all that go. You know, so no, I don't, I, I've, and I've really thought with myself not to have anything in my head at all. Um, okay. So I, I don't have a go-to. <laughs> I, I think I kind of, my go-to stuff is to, which I've learned through Emma and other people during this last year is, if you need to go to, if you feel stuck in a scene, you, I use an emotion, I use a reaction, I okay. use an expression, I... um. I tend to, I love silences, as I think I've said quite a lot in, in sessions. I love oh, yeah. using silences. I love using expressions. So they'll be my go-to rather than a joke. It'll be, right, have an emotion or just use a silence and an expression. That's kind of where I... Yeah, you're really good with the silences. And, yeah, you, you're a great character uh, improviser anytime I watch scenes with you or I have the opportunity to be in scenes with you uh I'm just always feeling like oh yeah I really have to raise my game because I'm playing with Heather she's really good at characters oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> you know I think it's it's something that's acquired silences isn't it and that helps build characters because it probably comes from my you know I'm a I work in mental health and particularly in therapeutic work and we always say that the biggest changes happen in silence. Yeah. And I keep that in my head in improv, you know, a silence that feels like, and, you know, we've, most of us have acted as well. And you know that, you know, a, a silence can feel like 10 minutes when it's you that's doing the silence. And to yeah. people watching, it's gone in a flash. And it, but yet that time helps the emotion to sink in. It helps you to feel what's going on. It gives you a bit of breathing space. <laughs> it, it allows your partner space to think what's happening. I just, yeah, yeah. So that's my go-to. Okay. Uh, one other thing along the same lines is, what's your best impression? <laughs> you mean impression of somebody? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have any impressions that you can do? No, I'm disappointing you today. I don't have good jokes. I don't have good That's okay. That's okay. Like famous people or something. Uh, yeah, you know, there's uh, there's some people that can do one impression really well or a few impressions and they like to throw them in from time to time. 
No, I'm not. I'm not an impression person at all. <laughs> um, I, I like supporting other people when they're doing that. You know, okay. that's cool. That's fine. If other people have got something in the head, then that's that's fine. I'll support. And you know, it's funny because a few people have said that to me, including you know Emma talks obviously about it a lot. It's not about always having to be the funny person. Yeah. You know, one of the things for me is I kind of realised fairly recently, actually, that I actually enjoy being the anchor because obviously the skills you use, silences you don't use as much in quick fire short form, obviously. Yeah. So talking about different, it's, it depends on the form that you're in. But in short form, I've realised that I kind of recently like being the anchor in scenes because it lets me kind of sometimes escape that, oh, jump on and be funny. <laughs> But then I can, I kind of find that I'm perhaps being funny without them meaning to because that pressure's lifted. Yeah. You know? And don't get me wrong, I love coming in and doing funny things as well, obviously. But I kind of think that sometimes I really like the supporting roles. I really like the taking a back step, anchoring, doing something where other people are popping in and out doing the funnies. I really enjoy that. And I think, you know, and that's fine by me. I, I think I've learned that that's fine. You don't always have to be the funnies. You don't always have to be the person with the jokes. You are what you are. And, you know, other people aren't comfortable with doing those anchor roles. Other people aren't comfortable with silences, whatever. We all bring our yeah. own skills. We all need different skills to make a team. If we were all the support person or all the fun, we, we all need to be supportive, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If we all like the same thing, if we were all the funny guy, if we were all the person that whatever it is you know we we yeah. all all that's what i think makes it we all bring our different skills and we all are there for each other so we're all letting each other use our skills and sometimes being the straight guy in improv actually makes you the funny guy yeah yeah without kind of yeah without sort of having to try because you get to sort of control everything and sort of sometimes being the serious person in a sea of madness around you, it, it's funny for the viewer. <laughs> Having to yeah. sort of maintain your composure. And I guess, you know, I've, yeah, I've spent a lot of my life doing sort of coordination and management type roles, and maybe it lends itself to that, but in a much more fun way, because I've got to <laughs> being a, a manager in, in my roles. So it's great to sort of feel I can coordinate something, but be really silly with it, grounded, but silly and interview people who are, you know, celebrities who have just done something really crazy, like the games we play. It's really good fun to anchor something that is just silly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So what do you think your improv future holds? Do you know what? I don't know. And I was having a bit of a panic about that. I think I've had a bit of a, um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of improv withdrawal over Christmas and New Year, because obviously there wasn't, that much of it about yeah um and I kind of came back to thinking oh my god I don't know anything you know I've forgotten it all <laughs> you know I had that kind of slow panic but then I was also thinking what do I want to do with it and you know do I want to be in a troop do I want to do more of sort of longer form stuff or do I want to do more scene 10 minute scene work do I want and I kind of had this frazzle and then I just kind of said to myself just stop it it doesn't yeah. matter. It's a bit like coming back to your, you know, question about what's your style. I kind of have to think, do you know what? It doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter, I'm still on this road and right now, I don't know. There's lots of things that attract me. There's things that I'm not sure about. I'm still, I'm still on that journey. So again, my answer to that is, I don't know if that's not too boring. I don't know no. where I'm headed. And I've had to, in true improv style, be in the moment and see where it takes me. Yeah, you know, I think the, Sorry, the journey. Go. Sorry, yeah, I think the journey is part of the fun as well. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, I know I want to do lots more improv and I know I want to, I think where I'm at, I want to consolidate what I've learned. You know, yeah. I've been moving off doing different courses and as I said before, taking things on and thinking, oh, I really like that and I might try that and whatever. I think where I'm at now is I want to spend the next sort of couple of months really honing in, consolidating a bit more about what I've learned and not panicking about what comes next and just think, be in the moment, enjoy this, really, really focus, revise if you like, consolidate what what you've you've done and don't worry about it. So yeah. I don't know where my improv road is right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you will enjoy finding out where the road yeah, takes you. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, here's a little bit more fun. Just a little bit of word association. So I will say a word associated with improv in some way. And I just want you to say the first thing that comes into your head, the first word that comes into your head based on the word I say. <laughs> okay. The first word is improv. Fun. Zoom. Opportunities. Live audiences. Adrenaline. Community. Warmth. Time zones. Ah! <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah, we've spoken a lot about your improv there, but uh, let's let's le let the listeners hear a little bit more about you, Heather Dickinson, the person. So first of all, where are you from? I'm from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people think, oh, you haven't got a Liverpool accent, so I, uh, you know, talk like that. But yeah, Liverpool born and bred and lived here most of my life with a sort of seven-year gap when I did my nurse training in Chester. But otherwise, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier your work in mental health. Can you go into a bit more detail about, about your work in mental health? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I kind of left school when I was 16 and got a job as a dental nurse, in fact. Um, did that for a couple of years and, again, was just drifting a bit as to where I was going. And then I kind of thought about doing a psychology degree. That sort of stuff, psychological stuff, really, really attracted me, always had. And then, but I wasn't a kind of university person. I just couldn't see myself being sat at a desk for any longer. And because I'd been, I'd left school and, and, and worked, I wanted to stay in the work kind of scenario. So somebody kind of suggested, it was one of the staff I was working with at the time suggested, you know, which was absolutely right, a combination of that would be mental health nursing. Yeah. And in those days, like now, nursing is much more university based it wasn't in those days it was in a small school of nursing in a big hospital and most of it was just out there working you know in the community on the wards wherever yeah. so I absolutely loved it um and then I kind of found myself doing that really 
And then I branched into therapeutic work, um, did lots of community work, then branched more into therapeutic work, which I absolutely loved. But then I got kind of sidelined into um, management. Um, so I managed a psychological, big psychological service in Liverpool for years. And then the last sort of, well, I did it for about 10 years. And then the last couple of years, I just thought, do you know what? I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be writing the reports. I don't want to be managing. I want to be hands-on again. So to cut a long story short, I left. Due to, you know, we've got two boys as well. Lots going on with them. Left work, devoted more time at home for a while. And then I went back into, I worked quite a lot in suicide prevention um, and then in perinatal mental health. Um, So I did a, so my journey has taken me kind of (laughs) into several aspects of mental health. Um, And then I finished, I finished work. I was lucky enough to have an old NHS scheme, which meant that I could actually retire quite early. So um, I always need to say that. Because I was like, I'm not retirement age, so I always need to put in retire <laughs> early, early, early. <laughs> um, but I still, I still do bits here and there. But yeah, that's that's my mental health career in a nutshell. So it sounded like it was a pretty intense job. It was, yeah, yeah, um, and a bit like we talk about improv. I had it was a great community for the most part. Right. Obviously, I was a manager there was issues to sort out lots of things but I was always lucky enough to have enough people around me to make that difference for us to be a kind of community and support each other and have the jokes and the silly time and and all of that as well yeah Um, and you know it was funny because when I finished with you asking that question it's kind of one of the things I always think that I haven't said about improv for me is when I finished work I really needed something psychological because that's just who I am really I love yeah. having the, the psychological side and I kept saying I need something that's kind of psychological but isn't work and it might sound strange to say improv is psychological in that way but it absolutely is yeah I in the that. Fact, you, do you know what I mean in the respect that you're in the moment yeah um, it's very different obviously from therapeutic and mental health work in some ways of course it is um you know you wouldn't sort of go into a therapy session and roll around the floor pretending to be a banana or whatever but (laughs) (laughs) but there there is a kind of connection about being there for other people as I said before the use of silence the the psychology about gosh where did that come from like the association thing you did yeah yeah it's it is psychological we don't sit there and analyze it like you might do if you're working therapeutically with somebody and break it all down in that way but there, there totally is, I think, improv is, is really quite psychological in in how you approach it and how you notice what each other's doing and all of that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's funny you're saying about when you're on the spot and sometimes you don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. And sometimes I quite like that when something comes out yeah. and you're just like, where did that come from? I didn't, I didn't even know that that was in me. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and that's okay. You know, I love it when we do all that association stuff and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, it's really freeing. It's just, and that's why, you know, when you said, what does it mean to me before? It's freeing, it's explorative, it's it's kind of psychological in some ways, but without all the, the need to understand and analyse, it just is. And it's yeah. just the moment, you know? So, Away from improv and away from mental health, what interests do you have? 
Um, what interest do I have? Um, it's hard to think of anything but improv at the moment because it's just my life. Um, no, I'm also <laughs> learning the piano. Oh, uh, excellent. Which I've been doing on and off for about 10 years, um, which, yeah, absolutely love. And um, that, although that went on Zoom, and that's, that is a bit harder to do on Zoom to, to kind of see where your fingers are and for the teacher to see, but I absolutely love it. So I'm spending a lot of time doing that. As a musician, because I'm a musician myself, yes. are, you, are you more of a musician that sees the music or are you more of a music, musician that feels the music? Um, yeah, feels it. Feels it. Because yeah. yeah, I say that because I've known some incredible piano players in the past that sort of grade eight, top level standard, and they've done some tram transposing of music for me and they've written music down for me that I've just uh, created sort of without writing it down and I've played them my basic version of it or I use my guitar and I've played it on guitar and said can you give me piano for this and then they've done piano and they've written it and they played it exactly as it's written but then when they played it it doesn't sound right, right. and they're and they're even aware of the fact it doesn't sound right. And it's because sometimes when you're just seeing it, it doesn't have the feeling, mm, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. And I, I think along those lines, it's like there are people who can be very, very technical musicians. And then there are people who aren't as technical, but yeah, you, you kind of feel it and you're maybe not obeying all the rules and I'm not yeah. terribly technical and my, you know, note lengths and all of that as I'm <laughs> reading it might be totally off. And sometimes that's because I just, you know, I'm not <laughs> experienced enough and, I, and I'm not good enough, but some of it is just, no, this is how it feels. And this is, yeah, I've, I've, I've chosen not to do grades or anything because yeah. I'm doing it for fun. And I don't want to feel the pressure of exams and to have to then get too technical. So I do it just to kind of lose myself in a little bit, you know, and it, and it's lovely. That, yeah. That's why I do it. It is a great form of escapism, I think, music. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things a bit like improv. When you're doing it, you can't really think of anything else. Yeah. You know, it takes your focus so you can't kind of get distracted. Um. Yeah. So that's been that's been another big thing to me. I've also started doing a bit of writing, although oh, cool. I've let that go the last few months. And I found that improv got me into that because oh, cool. it's kind of I know it's the old thing that we've all got a book in us, and I don't I don't necessarily think <laughs> I'm going to write a book or whatever. I don't know, but I'm just enjoying playing with writing and writing some short pieces. I've written some blogs um, for mental health that have been for people on websites for care and social care oh, agencies and so on about keeping kind of keeping it together or whatever during lockdown so I've done some of that sort of thing but I've also started to do some escapism kind of short pieces okay. and improv really helped because I used to think well I don't know what to write about I don't know what to and, and I just blocked myself and I, I kind of sat there one day and thought I was entering it wasn't exactly a competition, but it was you entered stuff to get some feedback, and there were some winners, but it was more about a feedback type thing. And I sat there and thought, I don't know, it was about it was it was a monologue that wanted people to send in, and I thought, I don't know what to write. And I just thought, just start writing. Doesn't matter what you start writing. It came in from the cold, whatever, and something 
will develop. Yeah. And that's how I approached it, rather than think, right, I want to write about a boy who does this and this and this. I just thought I should start with nowhere. And, you know, I got reasonable feedback about it, enough to want to take it forward. And, and if it wasn't for improv, I probably wouldn't have done that either. I remember very early on in sort of improv online in one of the Liverpool comedy improv sessions that we were in together, we went into a breakout room and we had to tell a story one line at a time. Mm-hmm. And we came up with this incredible story about this musical elf that lives in the woods. <laughs> and there was like a quest and a dragon involved. And I remember at the end of it, we were both like, wow, that was a really good story. Where did that yes. come from? Yes, exactly. Sometimes just let the rules go. It's a bit like you were talking about music. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Feel it. Yeah. And don't be bound up by rules. And yeah, that's a great example. And that's what comes out of improv, isn't it? Yeah. Where you're not owning something, it's between you and you work it between you. Fantastic. Uh, so moving on a little, who would you say inspires you in life or has inspired you in life at some point? <sighs> Do you know, I thought about this because there's a, I mean, in general, you're not just talking about improv. Yeah, in general. Yeah. I think when you think about people who've had a real impact and really, really changed your life, for me, um, there's a few people and I think one thing I haven't mentioned is I, um, my husband and I adopted two children. um, Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't go around sort of advertising that in one sense, but in another sense, I'm very happy to say it because, I mean, to start with, there were seven and six when they arrived. So, you know, yeah. people just think it's suddenly come out of nowhere. <laughs> but secondly, because and they're quite open about it, is because, you know, there should be no stigma around that. Oh, yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm sharing that. And I kind of, the kids inspire me, actually. Oh, that's what that's lovely. Because to hear. when I look and I see what they've gone through, yeah. I don't get me wrong, you know, some days I could, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I swear, as everybody can be kids, otherwise they're not kids. But actually, when I look at what they've gone through in their lives and how they've got things together, I mean, it, it just blows me away sometimes. I think, you know, what what you have achieved and where you're at with what you've gone through. And I don't mean achieved academically or anything. I mean, as people, as oh, yeah. their beliefs and their morals and their, yeah, just who they are, you know, despite their struggles, I, they inspire me. And, um, yeah, so that that's a big one for me. And, and a couple of people who've really stayed with us through that, through the ups and downs and have yeah. really come come good and supported us. Um, and then in, in other aspects of my life, um, <laughs> the two things that I've just mentioned, actually, um, that my piano teacher really, really inspired me because I was one of those people at school that thought I couldn't do music, <laughs> you know, go and do needlework because you didn't sing that note properly or something. And, yeah. you know, rubbish at needlework, so that didn't work anyway. But, you know, <laughs> for then somebody to believe in me and actually tell me that I'm half decent at this, and, and really helped me to develop. Um, that's been that's had a massive impact on my life, and he's really inspired me. And then doing improv, you know, Emma, yeah, phenomenal, you know, and and 
And I always remember, which I should have said before, and it was talking about improv, when Emma came in to do that first class and she said she was doing some improv exercises and I thought, I think I'll just leave now. And then she did the game where you say, I'm a 70s rock star, it starts, and then you jump in, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Um, And it led on somehow to me saying, and I'm a pool of vomit. (laughs) And later on, I was kind of saying, oh, I don't know about improv. And Emma said to me, if you can freaking well lie on the floor, say you're a pool of vomit, you can do improv. And those sort of things, that's always stayed with me, you know? So Emma really inspired me then. And and the rest of the Liverpool comedy improv community, you know, I watch people who've got, we've all got stories to tell. I watch people who, you know, we've all had our own pain, we've all had our own experiences and sharing that with people and hearing other people's stories. I think, yeah, it's a fantastic community that we've all come together. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I did have another question, which was who inspires you in improv, but you've kind of answered it there. <laughs> and, uh... You know, do you know, it's interesting though, because I could sort of say, I've, I've been in classes with lots of different teachers now and Liverpool Comedy Improv is like coming home and the people that inspire me aren't just the teachers and the big names or whatever. It's each other, it's people's stories, it's the fact that we have all come from different backgrounds and I hear other people's stories and I hear other people's struggles or I watch other people in scenes and I think, yeah, God, you know, you, you've got to that. And that's yeah, that's just brilliant. I mean, I could name everybody. I could name everybody in our improv group or whatever. So, you know, I'm not going to go down that road because I think everybody yeah. brings something. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, you mentioned Emma Bird before. I think it's, it's always worth celebrating Emma Bird just because what she has created has just had such a positive impact on so many people. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not sure she realises how how incredibly so that is the case. Yeah. Um, and to me, the proof of that is, as Emma, it's, it absolutely says, go out there, explore, do other things, um, which many of us have done. But coming back always feels like coming home. It's it's like the, the safety place. We all go out, we all do our thing, and we all come home. And it's such a wonderful community um, that has been created by by Emma having that kind of persona that encourages people to you know to stay and to do that and to to make those connections yeah I think what you said there about encouraging people to go off and try other things I think that is a wonderful quality to have in someone of Emma's position absolutely absolutely and you know, again, I suppose it goes with the improv world, doesn't it, about being generous and, yeah. you know, not being sort of too restrictive about things and, and knowing that people people will go and explore, you know, you're not, and, and it's great to encourage that and to not be too sort of restrictive. Um, and I think we're all the richer for, for doing that, but we all come home to Liverpool Comedy Improv. It's like, <laughs> that's, where, that's where we belong. Uh, so... Starting to draw to a close now. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want you to think about your life as a as a whole, as Heather the the mother, Heather the wife, Heather the friend, the sister, Heather the improviser, Heather the mental health worker. Has your life journey been what you expected it to be? 
<laughs> I don't know if I knew what I ever expected it to be. I think I'm okay. one of those people that. <laughs> sorry, when you asked me these, <laughs> when you've asked me a few of these questions, I'm like oh, I don't know, but I think it's because <laughs> that's probably the nature of who I am. Really, is that I don't look for a path. I have panics, like I explained, I have recently thinking, oh my god, whether it be in my job or in improv or anything, I'm I'm, I'm rubbish. I've forgotten all this. I actually don't know anything. Um, I have times when I think I don't know where I'm going with anything, and you know, I'm a failure, and I'm this, that, and the other. And I think a lot of us, or most people, have those voices sometimes of yeah. like fear and whatever. Um, but whether it's improv, my career, or anything, I just think I. I've never really laid out an expectation for myself. Um, I sometimes do in the short term, right, I've got to achieve this, I've got to achieve this, and I like having projects. I want to do this, I want to do that, you know. But although I have projects and, and I have those short term, right, do this, do that, on a much bigger scale, I kind of, I think I learned a long time ago to just let the path take me wherever it's taking me. And yeah, I'll have hurdles and panics along the way, but I, I want to grasp the unknown, which I've not always been terribly good at. So, yeah, I don't know quite where it, if it's taken <laughs> where I expected because I didn't really know. And I don't know where it's taken me next, but I'm prepared to just wait and see. Awesome. Um, so just before we bring it to a close completely, there may be people listening to this that think, oh, I really like the sound of Heather as an improviser. I'd love to see some of her work or I'd love to connect and uh, maybe do a scene with her. Have you got any social media channels that you want to share with anyone? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on um, Facebook. I only use Facebook. I'm not a massive social media person. Okay. Um, and I'm, but I'm on Facebook. Um, and if anybody wants to sort of, follow me or message me on that that's fine I'm not great with it so I don't always see the posts or kind of look for a day and then not not really notice but I use messenger a lot so if people find me on it and they want to message me I'll always see that and that's absolutely great okay and I'm Super. very very open to people connecting with me to ask questions to to you know make links with me absolutely really really happy to do that I'm just saying I'm not great with checking lots of Facebook posts but people if people message me I will always get it and I will always respond and I love getting messages. So that's cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving me this interview today. It's been great to get this insight into your life. And I'm pretty sure that everyone that's listened to this is going to go away feeling very positive about life and about improv. Well, great. I hope so. Um, thank you very much. That's superb. So, yeah, that's great. So I'm going to say goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from Heather thank you and goodbye so there we go that brings us to the end of episode one thank you so much to Heather for such a wonderful interview so open and honest and it was just a really lovely chat I look forward to many more great chats like that as this podcast series continues my name is Ian Luke Jones, and if you want to contact me about anything improv related, then you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. On YouTube, I've got plenty of content for you to check out, including a Motivational Monday video series every Monday, 
a humorous moment video series that drops every Wednesday and I've got an improv playlist on there as well so you can check out some of my improv scenes on my YouTube channel. If you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a new scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Liverpool Comedy Improv. If you have been listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to give us a five-star review to help our rating. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we'll just appear straight into your podcast file every week without needing to do anything else. Thanks very much for listening. But before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember to treat life like improv and whatever the situation Yes, and...